0: Hey everyone, it is Sam, and before we get to today's episode, I just have a little bit of business that I want to go over. So first, this is not the we hosted Minnow Tank for our listeners episode. We are postponing the recording of that, so if you want to be on that episode, you still have time to fill out that Google form. Again, you can find it at linktr.ee slash teenfinancepod. The second thing is if you are a regular listener of this podcast, remember to subscribe, follow, download, whatever it is on your podcasting platform of choice um it helps us out a lot and you'll see the episode show up in your library then so it's a win-win the last thing is if you have been enjoying this podcast please remember to leave a review we'd really appreciate it all right let's get to the episode i hinted at this in the episode where i was talking about retiring early um mm-hmm. and i said that we talked about in future episodes so this is perfect there is a way that while you're in your i don't know in your 20s you can, and you can do this on afterwards. But while you're in twenties, there's a way where you can save probably seventy percent of your income. All right, hey, hey, everyone, welcome to episode ten of the Teen Finance Podcast. As you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, we have video now, so that's exciting for as yeah, a little you the, uh, you to look at us for forty five minutes. Now it's even more fun. So, um, yeah, today we got um, a fun little episode planned. We're going to go over a lot of, we're kind of, okay, although our podcast is called Teen Finance, a lot of the time we venture off more into like the business realm and stuff than, I don't know, maybe we should if we're trying to stick with like what our podcast is actually called. Um, So today we're going back to the roots. We're talking about finance and um, we're going to start off by talking about banks a little bit. And how um the money in your bank account does not exist. So, Maseo, what do you know about like um how how banks modern banks work and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, so I think I watched YouTube video on this a while ago. But it's like the money you put into your bank account they give out when they give out loans to people, right? Isn't that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like
0: the that's the basic like how banks work. But um now. The thing is, banks will give out money, um, which, for as as loans, which means that they're not giving out their own money. They're giving out money that people store in, in their accounts, and a lot of the times, or actually, like all the time, the money that you see in your bank account is is not there. So, um, the rule of thumb basically is for most banks, only about. 25 percent of the money that like they see with like numbers in people's bank accounts is actually there the rest of it is i mean it's out like it's other people's money too in the form of loans Mm -hmm. so um yeah basically the money doesn't exist if everyone wanted to pull out their money into hard cash all at once um the world would collapse but that's never going to happen because no one's ever going to do that hopefully we
1: should collapse the entire world
0: yeah, maybe if this podcast gets big enough, um, as in, like, everyone in the world listens to it, then we can all, all um, pull out our money at once and we can uh, collapse the economy.
1: We can organize an economy takedown.
0: That'd be pretty fun. I think we think should Powell do think Powell would be mad at
1: us? No. Nah. jerome <laughs> No. <Nah>. It's fine.
0: <laughs> it's fine. All right. Understandable. Um, yeah, we're, we're just, like, doing it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's how, like, banks work. For, for people who like never understood like why banks like you know when you put your money in you get, get like there's like an interest rate and stuff um like when you put your money into the bank that money is going to work in like investments or you're, you're giving it it's, it's given out in the form of loans to other people and you're basically getting a cut of that because when you like you notice when you put your money in the bank you get interest but when you take a loan from the bank you have to pay interest so when you're putting money in the bank, like, you're just, um, and, and they give you an, like, if they they pay, they pay you interest, you're just getting a cut of that interest that, like, someone else is paying.
1: Yeah. You get the whole one percent, how- right?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. We don't, we don't like, uh, I mean, like, you can say, put your money in a savings account. It's just going to, like, it's just going to sit there. You're, like, the, the interest you're seeing is not going to keep up with inflation, but- yeah I, but i mean i, mean, I don't know you should probably market, like
1: it's typically a sure bet but it's kind of looking like it might not be right now if we actually fall I into mean, another recession
0: yeah but at the same time like you, sh- you should just be thinking long term anyway so That's i don't true. know load up on your index funds and stuff and you should be fine and we'll talk about the ment- that mentality stuff in a second um but yeah i don't know i think uh the other like la- last night someone was asking me like what uh what brokerage I use, and um and I think a lot of people might unless you listen to like the first episode of this podcast, which is actually like a while ago now, um, yeah. you wouldn't know. Um, I use Schwab. maseo uses TD. TD. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sh- um. Schwab bought TD. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They're but they're still operating as companies, to my knowledge. They're
1: separate, but now whenever I log in, it says TD, and then there's Schwab right next to it okay so So, they're they're somewhat incorporated
0: yeah basically if you're gonna get um if you're gonna start investing especially as a teen the only two brokerages you should consider are schwab and fidelity because i mean td is just schwab at this point um anything else like i don't know there's a lot of these new startups that are trying to like do more like parent kid investing a lot of them like to have like mobile apps and places where you can you know you can get like debit cards and all that they're not real brokerages like they're probably all Robin through Hood. like other brokerages so like yeah kind of kind of like yeah. Robinhood. um i don't know i'd recommend getting a real one where you can like open a, a a for like a roth ira or something like that later on which you should yeah everyone um open your roth iras when you turn 18 but um yeah i don't know I think you should just choose a real broker that you'll be able to use for life because I mean, you're making a custodial account and you're going to, and that, that was like, like my sister, she just, um, she's not just turned 18. Like she turned 18 a little while ago and like work, like in the process of like converting her account over to her, her own one. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just better than doing it through like some weird app. I don't know. Having someone established. That's what I would recommend. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of those weird apps.
0: I've there's seen, so many.
1: Like, I get so many ads for like these random apps. And I'm like, there's no way all these are real.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. think they're that good. I don't think there's too many of them. In 10 years, I think a lot of them won't be here anymore. But I don't know. Just opinion. All right. Um, right. Let's keep going. Let's talk about... Um, I want to talk a little bit about the mentality of losing money in the markets, especially since we're heading into uncertain times possible recessions on the horizon um i'm gonna do some i just want to tell a little story so when i first started investing probably around two years ago right uh something like that and
1: yeah probably around there just yeah like, okay yeah
0: I, I i think it was around two years ago i i think it was like no or, or a little under two years ago like november of 2020 or something like that um when i first got it like i i I was addicted to buying individual stocks and specifically high risk, high volatility biotech stocks. So biotech, biotech stocks. This whole, uh, this whole area of of businesses and startups is basically you. There's there's a biotech company that promises to have the cure for cancer or some other like terrible disease, and they have this new. They always have like this new drug or something that they're working on. And basically the stock gets hyped up until, um, you're, you're waiting on news basically that they get like FDA approved or something like that. Yeah. And, um, I can't tell you how many times that I like bought one of these stocks because someone on stock twits said that it was going to 10 X and then I like put money in it, but really not that much money. Most of the time it was like 50 bucks, but it would like be enough to be like, i'd be like i'd like wake up in a cold sweat no but it was terrible i'd be like in the shower and i'd be like like refreshing the price it was just it's terrible and i'd lose money every single time <laughs> yeah
1: as um when i, I, I think, first um, invest good. yep so oh, yeah, yeah like when i first started investing like um maybe three years ago two two and a half maybe but like i would buy all these like shit stocks off of reddit and, like, Wall Street bets, and all these different, Lace. and, like, Discord, like, stock Discords. and Stock um, Discords are cursed. Yeah, join ours, by discords. the way. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, join ours. Um. Yeah, no, I would be in all of them. And then, like, I would, like, literally wake up at 6 a.m. every single day and just be, like, spam refreshing my thing for, like, 30 minutes. Like, if every time I was doing anything that, like, I didn't need full attention for, I'd be watching my stocks and refreshing the page. Just because I was yeah. so terrified of losing money. And it was never that the much. Cl- it was like, yeah.
0: Yeah. But the classic thing yeah. is um yeah. is waking up at 6 a.m. for market open. I did that yep. way too many times. Like, I'd I mean, wake so. up before school because I thought it was so important that I wake up at market open to see what happens to my, like, 50 bucks. Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, n- not worth it. So... Moral of the story is don't go buying individual stocks. But now we're going to kind of get into like our mentality of like losing money. So I think um, in you, there, whenever you're investing, especially in like individual stocks or something like that, you're going to have like ups and downs. But this is unavoidable, even if you like put all your money in index funds, like it's going to happen. Um, and it's been happening recently. So in the past, um, I don't know, week or something like that, Um, we, we really, we went up a little bit and we had like a moment where it's like, we, Oh, maybe this will all be okay. But I mean, no, like long-term the economy is like still in an iffy spot. So then, um, I don't know. In the past week I've lost a couple hundred bucks. Not, not too much, not too Um, bad, but like a, a, uh, a decent chunk of my portfolio has gotten wiped, but it's
1: not terrible. I've lost a massive chunk. I'm down a lot this week. Yeah. Um, with all my Chinese stocks
0: yeah it's, it's been rough <laughs> um so how do you get through these uh how, how do you cope how, how, why are you not like crying right now i know you are inside um, but
1: like you just don't look um <laughs> i don't know my kinda, my trick is like i Hon- look no, at it no honestly just not kinda... looking
0: is is like
1: is the way to go yeah because if i look at it i'm gonna sell or i'm gonna buy i'm gonna like do something out of panic and exactly that's a totally natural response of trying to save your money but you don't need to do that. Just, like, if you have faith in the stock, just let it go. And if you don't have faith and you're already down a ton, it's probably too late. Might as well wait. Yeah, like,
0: so a good, like, you should not be buying stocks on, on whims and stuff like that. If, if, if a stock crashing um, up to, like, 20% since the time you bought it is enough to, like, sway you into being like, oh, should I sell? you obviously don't believe in it in this company long term yeah so you shouldn't have bought it in the first place like you should you should when you when you're buying a stock you be like okay if this goes up or down in value like when you see that 20 percent drop you should just be thinking hooray i can buy more at a lower price like you should really only buy companies that you genuinely believe in their longevity unless you're like trying to do some crazy swing play which <laughs> you should not be trying to do anyway
1: um yeah yeah i have a lot of personal experiences swing trades and it's like they don't work also there's a little like thing i want to talk about really quick is all those vi like all those stock discords and gurus you see on tiktok that just advertise these companies you've never heard of they only make money because you go and buy the stock dude they don't those aren't good trades they're not real it's just yeah you, yeah you play into their game
0: Dude, when I see those those TikToks, I'll go into the comments. Like when if people, so this is the classic thing. You have a guy with his phone, okay, and he's filming his his computer screen, and it has like a, a screenshot of like Wall Street Feds or something on it, or I mean, a <laughs> screenshot of like of like someone's portfolio that like it's not even theirs, and they're like, yep, um, I I quit my job or like I dropped out of high school and I just like trade stocks now and yep. i'm a i'm a gazillionaire and you can be like me too and then um and and then it's like it's like them like on a vacation in like a rental house or something like that um yeah none of them are real and and i hate, and I, I always feel so bad because i see people in the comments being like i'm new to investing like how can i start or like how can i get into this i should just like say like oh go listen to teen finance plot but um <laughs> there's a yeah. team finance podcast so we're not I we're yeah, not I like really that
1: centered on that
0: yeah no exactly um because
1: we don't believe in it's, that it's always up. it's always this picture right here yeah yeah exactly that's, that's that the other show <laughs> it's the other one on everything it just shows straight up nothing else all right it just shows
0: up the other one that i hate is that they have like um they're on their screen and they're showing like they're making noises like doop 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 like they're like making like they're showing like different like um shapes that like graphs are making which is like technical analysis you know Mm -hmm. technical analysis and like and like trying to look for like shapes on graphs it's astrology for the stock market like straight up
1: yeah it's just it's not possible i guess you can kind of expect something will like explode like go up a bit if it was dumped like a thousand shares at once yeah besides that there's like what they do they'll be like oh look it's
0: making the shape of a pennant and if it if if the pennant is angled up ten degrees, that means the stock is gonna go down. If the pennant's angled down ten degrees, that means the stock's gonna go up. And they're like trying to sell you like an Amazon, like a, a print by Amazon, like Kindle Direct Publishing book on this for sure. Yeah, they're um, sitting here, they have their little
1: chart, right? And they go, they go here we go. It goes up. And then oh no, it's not blurry. And they're like, oh, you see right here? I mean, this consolidating for breakout, and it's gonna go. No. Yeah. That's probably very blurry, but no, it's not happening. Yeah, I those TikToks and the yep. thing
0: is people are just like, How do I start? Like people buy it, which is terrible. This is oh, why like, we run this pod this is this is why Museo.
1: Yeah. We should just go in the comments of all those videos and plug our podcast. Yeah, uh. I know. We should be like, This is where you get the real knowledge, man. if <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you really wanna know, Come talk to these two high schoolers.
0: Yeah. But um, I don't know. So really like the mentality is that you just have to be thinking long-term you have to realize that these things ride out most of the time um and and if you go into recession um that's uh, it's terrible it's gonna be a lot of hardship but um i don't know recessions are where millionaires are made right is that what they say and it's
1: it's almost always gonna be okay in the end if you don't make any like big plays because like if you look at it from 2008 when the economy was like so high it was peaking and then crashed so far down now we're five times above that exactly long long term everything will be okay even when it feels like the whole world's in shambles so it's like guaranteed to be all right yeah
0: i think we can talk about dollar cost averaging real quick should we okay should we lay out our ideal like i have Let's just lay out, like, an idea, like, this is what you do if you have $1,000 and this is how to invest it. One, let, okay. should we say $1,000? Is that reasonable or is that... Right? Like...
1: You can go 500
0: Okay, 500 So, you have $500. What you're going to do is you're going to go to Schwab or Fidelity. You're going to open a custodial account. And then you're going to take that $500 and every... On, on on At every month, I don't know, Pick a, pick your favorite number, 1 through 30... And on that day of every month, as long as it's like a weekday and the market is open, um, you are going to buy. Um, let's f- how much money did we say you have five hundred dollars. Five hundred. You're gonna put in. You're gonna buy fifty dollars worth of um, a broad market ETF or index fund, and then you're gonna do that for ten months. And hopefully, in ten months, you have more money to put in. So no matter where the market is on that day, like no matter where it is, if it's like on the floor. If it's in the sky, if it's just like doing okay, no matter what, you're gonna put in money then. Yeah. Just just fifty dollars, and you're gonna hold yourself to that indefinitely, and and you're and you're not you're only gonna buy like index funds and stuff, unless there's a stock you really like that you really want to uh, get.
1: And you want to explain the whole dollar cost with that? Like the yeah, it's like
0: the, the the whole the idea of dollar cost averaging, is just that you put in your money, um, over a longer period of time. So you're you're averaging out where the market is. So then um, over like when you're going over that long period of time, you can avoid like the volatility because you're I mean, it's, it's averaged out like all the gains that you're going to get. And that's a yeah. way to mitigate risks instead of let's say if you dumped all your five hundred dollars in on the first day and then it just went like that was like the highest point in the market for a while. Then you'd be like yeah. screwed. So it's a way to mitigate that risk. That's true. I don't know it's good strat. That's what I've been trying to do. I, the thing is I kind of like, I did it over like the course of a week instead of a year because I'm impatient, but.
1: Yeah, you see, that's what I should do. But instead I find stocks that I see on the front page of Google and articles about them and I read them and they get me hyped up on them. And I go and I put a bunch of money into them. And then I, I bought Microsoft
0: don't... stock recently.
1: That's good. Yeah, no, when I'm we were been... talking
0: about that, we were talking about that like a couple things ago. So I, I actually followed through. I couldn't, for some reason, I couldn't buy like a a fractional share. So I just got like one full share. It was like, it wasn't terrible. It was like 200 something bucks. Um, I,
1: that was the Kiss Mary Kill episode.
0: Yeah, that was when we were talking yeah. about how much I like Microsoft. And I don't know. My technical analysis boiled down to. Their CEO seems pretty cool. Microsoft Azure seems to be doing great and GitHub, yeah. which Microsoft owns, GitHub Copilot is kind of lit cuz it kind of it, it's like AI that codes for you. And really? I don't know, I think AI like AI coding for you, that's going to be worth so much in the future. That's like So what
1: how does that work? Do you just like tell it what to do? All
0: right. So GitHub Copilot GitHub is like a place where developers upload their code and projects and people work on their stuff so because microsoft owns github get and github has this huge like they have so much code like so much code that people have uploaded to it and posted and to, to like show off and all that so what they do is they like look through that code with like robots and that like they use ai to analyze the code and then they can like see common coding practices and then you can use that to like make a robot code for you. So you can kind of like tell it what to do, but it'll do most of the work for you. So you can just be way more productive. if That's you're That's developer. Yeah. So for like, I mean, I'm sure people are still going to need to know how to like, there's going to be some people that n- need to know like how it works. But, like I see a future where like any person can like just like code because of features like this. Yeah. you know like things like copilot of course there's always going to be need to be like someone to code the coding bot yeah Yeah. so but yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah because earlier me and my dad were talking about how like if you want to make money like if you want to like get rich almost quick you have to make a software that competes with a big company and then have them buy you out yeah, yeah. like um adobe have you heard about the company they just bought from that Thirty-year-old kid. Or guy. They just bought
0: someone for twenty billion dollars. Was it? Twenty billion dollars. Yeah. What they I, heard was, I, just... I I I don't know. What the, I don't know what the, what the thing they so bought is, but
1: what I think that it was, it was just a direct competitor to all Adobe software, like the whole suite. I'm pretty sure. It was oh, Figma. To them. Yeah, Figma. What and is? It? I, yeah, but um, it's owned by a thirty-year-old guy, so he is now a billionaire. That's crazy. Okay, so I see. Figma is like Adobe Illustrator
0: type thing, right?
1: Yeah, it's like Adobe Illustrator, but it has like more like AI features. I think. Okay. And it does some things better than Illustrator, and so they bought them out, and they're gonna like put all of the features from Figma, right? Yeah, from Figma into Adobe Illustrator in the Adobe suite.
0: Yeah, and that was Adobe's huge man. They're big company. He competed with them. You threatened yeah. and
1: they bought them out.
0: They don't want to risk it. I mean No. No, that's what you gotta do. You gotta you gotta find you to, I mean, I'm I bet do you think they had Adobe buying them as like a target from day one?
1: Probably not. Uh, maybe maybe. they well, go like in the they same, going like, like, up against them. They're going in the same area as them. Maybe they wanted yeah. just to steal all their clients.
0: Yeah, for but straight I, up. Adobe's no one expensive, knows. man. Like yeah. I wonder how much their overhead is because they're really just a software company and each subscription
1: is, like, so much money. Um, For Adobe? So, I don't, it's all software, though. It's like you just get a bunch of, like, software They charge engineers. a lot and
0: people buy it, man. Like Everyone
1: buys it, dude. Like, every company yeah. has, a G, has a Adobe Suite. Yeah. Every company. What's their revenue? It has to be insanely high. And the thing about them, though, is that they, like, guarantee recurring customers. It's not, like okay it's like you can't wait. just buy like one and done anymore you can't buy keys you have to buy a recurring subscription to every suite
0: yeah like i think they used to do um okay wait their annual revenue for 2021 was like 16 billion dollars it's a lot of money that's a lot a lot of money um yeah so they pull in a lot of money it's um Software as a service, man, SaaS, it's a thing. SaaS is I big. <laughs>
1: Wait, with SaaS,
0: software as service. Software as 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 a, as a service, yeah. Um, that's what like a lot of companies do. That's like, what HubSpot does. That's what like say. I guess Salesforce is is kind of SaaS. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I I think, well, we just bought. Okay, I was about to mm-hmm. say I don't like buying software because i don't like it's not like a tangible product but at the same time uh we just We're got riverside right now we just got uh new software for the pod so maybe not yeah maybe new pod we, software. maybe we are and guilty
1: now you have to look at all of us so yeah lucky you guys right
0: all right Maseo, let's let's yep. go on to what what you wanted to talk about how um <laughs> business owners kids can get free money
1: oh yeah okay so I was kind of looking into this, and I've been talking to my dad about different tax exemptions and tax write-offs you can do with like the Dude, power getting company. a good CPA is so op. No, like you'll it's save so, true. so much money.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. Go
1: ahead. sorry. And um, basically we were looking at all these things, and there's like ways you can write off a ton of money against cars. You can write off mileage on your cars. Really? Um, you can write off depreciation. Yeah. Like every year, if you can average out the depreciation on your car, you can write it off against your taxes. For company vehicles, mm-hmm. but um, we we're looking at this one, and I don't. Okay, I can't find the exact name, but it's kind of tied into the. It's called the TCJA, which is the Tax Increase and Job Association Jobs Act. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, tax cuts and jobs act. Okay, I was really off, but um, what it does basically is it allows you to pay your kids as an independent. And if they're an independent under 18, they don't pay taxes on any of the money that you pay them up to $12,800 every year. And, and all you have to yeah. say is that your kids are doing work for your company. And this money- Which is completely... you can totally
0: do if you can make your kid actually work for your company. Yeah.
1: And Which you can get the money like the real... or yeah. you could just be taking the money and throwing it in a savings account for them. Or if you want to be dirty, you could take it for yourself. But- yeah your two-year-old wouldn't know what would
0: that hey, don't let the <laughs> don't let the irs catch you doing this though yeah just uh, don't gotta... be caught
1: but yeah the whole like making your kids this is, work wait you we're totally not legit. saying
0: this wait hold up hold up we just Talk. we did not say any of that we did not tell you you're to right. do anything
1: only do this
0: if you if if you're actually working for your parents company and you're actually yeah. doing work
1: but if you do any work for your parents company they're allowed to pay you i think it's 1080 every month and that'll be written off from their taxes. So it's whatever money they owe in taxes that's deducted from what they owe. Yeah, and so it really. How much is-
0: do businesses pay in taxes? I feel like twelve thousand dollars is is like getting up to all your ta- getting up there close to like all your taxes for a small business.
1: It yeah, well it depends how much the business makes. Yeah, but I mean you can just write off whatever if you don't make like if your taxes aren't twelve thousand, you could still write-off i think you could still just write off it's, that a, wait, it's, it's it. a write-off right it's not like uh it's, no, it's not a tax like taking, i think it's a i think it's a tax it's, deduction it's a deduction i think it's a, dedu- a deduction. that's crazy if it's a deduction yeah. I, I don't know i'm pretty sure it's a deduction that's wild yeah and so i think technically if you had to pay six thousand dollars in taxes at the end of the year you could just put that full six thousand into your kid's salary really i think maybe it might be a write-off, maybe, or the it's a write-off. Seems
0: it, too good to be true. But if it's a write-off, that's but still if it's good. a write-off
1: and your company still brings in good mm-hmm. revenue, that's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. that's pre-tax money you can get out of the company without paying yeah. taxes on it and without being taxed on the income. What if you? What if someone just like started
0: a like a business I actually? Mean, what if you like started a business for yourself just so you can like write stuff off?
1: You, you can, get to like, make money to write off stuff. That's I guess it can't come from problem. your salary.
0: That's what I was thinking.
1: No. Well,
0: like, can you say like we, like I am my I'm, I'm Sam Crane Incorporated. My revenue is like my salary from my job, and my expenses are my. Um, this <laughs> is
1: starting to like <a> tax fraud. <laughs>
0: I think that's like probably super Dude. illegal. <laughs> Tax evasion terrible. Um, Don't do it, everyone. Yeah,
1: no, it'll so catch up bad. to you. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I guess if you were, no, yeah, no, you can't. There's no you can write off your salary That's from not your a job. Thing. I just made that up. I As was just business. like, that. unless, unless, hear me out, unless you work in like landscaping or any kind of maintenance and you're getting paid in cash like contracting just or... stop
0: we have to stop We <laughs> no one do tax evasion okay seriously no tax
1: evasion do
0: you can do legal there's legal ways to lower your taxes a lot the easiest way to do that is when a whenever okay, listen to this pod when you're older get a cpa like you can save a lot of money in taxes if you just have like a good cpa like you'll you'll save more than they cost so yeah recommend
1: this is a don't plug for evasion, mom. but it's very easy Jesus to do. <laughs> no, shut up! <laughs> I'm joking,
0: joking. All right, um, let's see. What else can we hop into? Should we just do some? Uh, actually, okay. Do you want to do some creator business analysis right now? Since we have like ten minutes left.
1: Um, I don't know what you mean by that, but enlighten Okay,
0: so. I just, let's, let's, we're going to, this is kind of going off topic from this episode, but it's all right. Uh, actually, I don't know. What do you think? Should we say this for a different episode or should we do this now? I don't know. Like, I was going to talk about like, <laughs> like creators and like some business stuff, but we could also like stay more on the, on the finance side. Up to you.
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe let's stick to finance. Okay. Um, We could talk
0: about, well, well, we'll save that for a different episode because I have an interesting story Um, about a dude perfect thing that i saw happening if you watch their latest video you might know what i'm talking about um okay. let's talk about um okay i i got one okay let's talk about a way how you can save a lot of money um while you are young so i talked i i hinted at this in the episode where i was talking about retiring early um mm-hmm. and i said that we talked about it in future episodes so this is perfect there is a way that while you're in your, I don't know, in your 20s, you can, and you can do this on afterwards, but while you're in 20s, there's a way where you can save probably 70% of your income, all right? So the idea, this is it's called being a digital nomad. So the basic idea is that you're working a remote job. So something that you can do from like anywhere in the world and preferably your remote job allows you to work internationally. So you can be in a different country. And then the idea is that you can go work in in a different country. The, The trend mainly started with like people going to places like Bali in Indonesia. You could go somewhere in like the Philippines. You just want to go somewhere where the cost of living is really low. And then... I mean, you're paying that cost of living, but you're making an American salary. So you're gonna be making like a hundred thousand dollars when you're spending like I don't know ten thousand dollars to live, or something like that. And you get to live, and you get to like travel and see other cultures, and um and do all that. So I don't know. I think it's it's gaining ground now. More people are doing it as remote work expands.
1: Yeah, I mean that seems totally reasonable yeah why and also like you get a crazy experience too if you're not just stuck at home or not at home but i guess you're stuck exactly in a, a house in a city or something and no, i guess I another way you could sick. do that too would be living with your parents but it's a lot less fun so.
0: yeah no, no no No. living okay <laughs> that's off the table we're doing yeah. um no Those people you want to be i gone. think
1: get your own experience <laughs> Um,
0: yeah, I don't know, you just, but if you can, like, do this for, like, I don't know, at least, like, a couple months a year, not, like, and you can just, like, not rent out your place for a little while, if you can just, like, live light with not a ton of stuff, then you can, um, you can do this, and you can just, uh, you'll meet, like, the main, it's, uh, of course, it's not, like, too good to be true, um, I mean, it kind of is, but it's not, like, the main drawbacks are that you can't do this, you can't, like, live there, live there, you can't be there, like, for most of the year, because then you're like a essentially a non-tax-paying resident and then you're not like working in the u.s but yeah so you can't do this like all the entire year It gets very difficult to do so if you want to keep like working in the u.s and you're not like living there like the united states doesn't mess with that obviously so you can't do this like the whole year most of the time there might be workarounds like there's a whole you can definitely do i'm not an expert on this so you could there's a lot more research that you can do into this um if this sounds cool to you but, um, yeah, you can, um, like, there's definitely like, I mean, you can't work in a different country and get, and like have a job and, uh, that's just not how it works. Like they don't want you doing that. Then and everyone would do that, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's limits to it. The other thing is that you, it's, it's hard to do this if you have a, a family. So this is definitely yeah. something you want to do when you're younger. When Like you're going to want to settle down probably later on. So... This is not something that you do indefinitely, unless you really want to. Other uh, thing is that you get lonely.
1: Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like you're yeah. leaving kind of all your friends and your exactly. family so, behind, and it's like maybe if you have like a significant other, that'd be a little more that's fun. That's the main thing. If you have a if you have a
0: significant other who also
1: works remotely,
0: that's the way to do it.
1: Um, yeah, that's another like way. It'd really be not depressing. Yeah, I, like, you I can cancel on your own. It's cool but yeah you
0: can travel to places where like if you have international friends you could go like meet up with people of course there's a whole community of digital nomads so um in that way you can like meet new people and meet new friends in in areas like i think bali now is like completely overrun with digital nomads which is kind of yeah. weird i don't know it it's gotten really expensive like it's not, not yeah
1: super cheap anymore
0: yeah exactly so it's like at that point it kind of defeats the purpose yeah yeah um, also like this may be considered unethical because, because then you're going and you're like, I don't know, I guess you're not really stealing their jobs because you're working a job for, no. in a different and country. You are,
1: I mean, you are contributing to the economy too. I, yeah, like you, you are.
0: Con- yeah. Okay. So it's like you are actually not you. terrible.
1: No.
0: Um, it's just, yeah, you're, not just paying, like, you're not paying taxes there. That's the main yeah. thing so So, but i don't know i guess it it almost like even if like you there's a way that you could like pay taxes to um uh to a country that you're living in that would like still be worth it paying like double taxes double income tax but you get to like have that lower cost of living yeah it it almost like still like the math would probably work out or just evade taxes
1: but just kidding (laughs) kidding, no tax drop no tax (laughs) drop yeah i think i think
0: even if like there's all there's a lot of I, I listened to my um, a, a podcast by Ali Abdal on this, um, when he, he interviewed one of his digital nomad friends and there's a whole new um there's this company that's basically trying to make like a digital country where you get benefits um Possibly in the future, I don't know. I was just like, this is almost like a minotank tank idea. I think there's one, co- there's one company already working on this where that that person, the episode worked. But um, like I don't know, a digital country where you can get like a passport of some sort, like because when when you think about it, paying taxes is basically like you're paying a a subscription service to the country you live in for yeah. services like roads. If you live anywhere but the U.S., healthcare um other like things like schooling like public schools um literally anything like that any infrastructure anything set up by the government you're paying taxes it's like think about it like a subscription service so the idea of a digital country would be like instead of paying this to like a, a government um of a country that has physical land it's just like done digitally so you can get like a passport of some sort and and you get services like healthcare, but it's all like outsourced to it's like a country without without land it's not physical it's a digital country
1: hmm. that sounds like a way to evade taxes as well but no i mean is it, not, that, is it not just a workaround to paying taxes of well you'd you have live? to
0: pay taxes in the way of you're paying this this country this digital country that probably has to end up paying large fees to like the physical countries that they work with so you would still pay taxes okay. yeah you're just doing it in a different way because you're, you're paying it in the form of your subscription service that is going to the countries that are hosting. Oh, that's a
1: cool concept. I remember – It sounds
0: – I I was I, I was listening to it. I'm like, this is a good idea, man. This is cool.
1: Yeah. I remember there was talks of – remember when the metaverse was relevant?
0: Remember yeah. that that piece of yeah. time? Yeah, before yeah. I just – I, I,
1: I don't know where it is now. But yeah. um, it was like people were talking about paying taxes in the metaverse. And the different places in the metaverse and how you could reroute your like income tax into the metaverse because you live somewhere else in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. And it was like it seemed like an interesting concept. Now it almost sounds like what you're talking about just yeah, way more reasonable. Kind of, yeah. Just more reasonable and doable. I think I think in a way,
0: it would almost make countries themselves have to do better to compete you know, this is so, this is so free market of me. Sorry. But, um, (laughs) they would, they would have to like, like if, if, if companies start doing this, creating digital countries, it would force normal physical countries to kind of like compete and, and spend their money wisely to make sure that the money that people are paying in tax is actually going towards, um, going towards real benefits for their citizens.
1: Yeah. Or they could just make them illegal.
0: It's true. <laughs> that's, that's, well, that, that's true. That's the other side they, to it. They could do that. That'd be lame, though. I feel like I. I feel like if there's enough support, uh, the, the okay. The thing that um, I think could be cool, is if that I think some countries already do this. Um, really, is some like countries they use their like some like tiny island nations. I think Trinidad and Tobago is one of them, where you can you literally can buy citizenship and you can get a passport oh yeah so this is you know um, um, amar from yes theory yeah yeah so this is what he did because he had his old problems when he left egypt and stuff um and like they wouldn't let him like go and he couldn't tra- he couldn't leave the united states um oh, same yeah, with like you. david that- david dobrik right or something like that yeah I um, think so he's from turkey uh Slovenia or like oh. Slova- slovakia or one of those um okay so he um uh he what he did was i think he just like was here for long enough but um what a Mar he like bought citizenship to trinidad and tobago so then he could travel
1: yeah and, and that's like that's like it was like a hundred grand right it was not the big thing in the video something My like that so, so it's a lot sport. of money
0: yeah so it's a lot of money and but there's like there's companies that will like help people find out like the different countries that are like selling their passports basically and they'll point you to like the right direction everything um but i don't know i think like countries could almost do this whole like digital passport digital citizenship citizenship thing um if they're, like, somewhat of a small, irrelevant country that doesn't have much land, that, like, you're buying the citizenship even though you have no intention of actually living in the place. Maybe you yeah. live there for, like, a couple months every year or something if you need to. But, um, yeah, I, I see this being, like, a business for countries almost. No,
1: it's probably great for smaller countries that don't have as much money coming in. They can get and and they more relevance. Yeah. yeah. And they could just improve the country to make it more like desirable i guess or for existing people existing citizens too they'll probably yeah. benefit
0: from this you've all like your economy is being stimulated by yeah it's like, it's like it's giving money to the government that they can like i don't know possibly lower taxes for their actual for the citizens that actually live there you know like this is what um there's all sorts of weird um income sources for nations like you know um there's the island nation of tuvalu which makes like half their third of their government income from selling their domain which is dot tv really? to um things like you know like twitch.tv that dot tv just stands for tuvalu which is a is tiny really? tiny country in the middle of the pacific ocean that just makes so much money by sending out um the use of their domain which is sick it's, it's like that's crazy okay, that's, that's epic like we have like dot us in the united states canada's like ca or whatever and yeah. Tuvalu tg you know? Yeah. So they kinda scored with that. Um and they make a lot of money. And that seems like more like that. luck though, right? It is kind of luck. That's but there's lucky. like a lot like what are we using right now? i M? <clears throat> I don't F-M. know if that, I want, I that wonder. Where... I am not sure if that's any country or anything. I can't yeah. what countries start with F. Like France, Finn, Finland no. and Yeah and Fiji. I don't none of those have an M, so it probably isn't from that. But you get the idea. Um and that, so yeah business idea for countries if there are any if there are any countries listening to this podcast
1: <laughs> sponsor us
0: world any world leaders listening to this podcast <laughs> you're welcome for the idea yep. all right um hitting time i think that's it we're gonna wrap that was a that was a troll episode that was fun yeah okay um we'll be back next week i'm not sure when we're gonna do this uh we hosted minnow tank but i still want to follow up with that episode at some point yeah so we, we, if
1: you want to go on and you haven't felt the form yet you still have go, a chance. but we said we we're still gonna do challenge. it this
0: week but uh we're gonna extend out uh, like a week or two we'll see so um yeah that's it mark your calendars for next week we'll have an episode of some sort
1: <laughs> yep
0: all right later leave a review see Bye, <laughs> bye <Bye-bye. laughs>